Hey guys, this is Michael Michael, aka Seven. And this is Nolan, aka Rocket Girls. And today we're going to talk about conventions, film festivals, upcoming films, and TV shows. And then after that, you can listen to us chat a bit. So how you doing there, Rocket Girls? I'm doing good, Sev. I'm kind of excited for upcoming con season. Kind of? Kind of. I got I got some beef. I got a little tea on it, but you got a little tea. We can save that for a little bit later. We did just start. Okay, all right. So, um, what what cons are you planning on going on this season? I'm looking forward to obviously New York Comic Con, um, and Liberty City Con. Also, looking forward to Anime NYC. It was a really cool that we were right there. From the very first ribbon cutting of NY, um, Anime NYC, and it would be nice to, you know, get back to it, right? Anime yeah, NYC, yeah. I think, is has quickly become one of my favorite conventions. Why is that? The crowd, their staff is absolutely like their staff and their volunteers. They're amazing. As far as I've seen, the guests mm-hmm. they get, like you can tell, they care about the event and they want it to succeed. Okay. Yeah, that. yeah, you can you can really tell. Yeah, that's cool. And the, you can, even like with their email correspondence, you can they they try really hard. <laughs> like you can see it. So there, there all about groups ener- like that. Yeah, there is an energy difference with Anime NYC. I, I definitely feel a little little um, difference as far as like the the care that they put into it, and um, I think they went in knowing that we're competing against other cons, but hey we want to do it this particular way and they're a non-for-profit yeah which makes it even more amazing that they managed all of this in such a quick time and that i'm proud of them they're successful they're doing great keep it up yeah they're totally doing great and the the crowd that goes to that show is really good too like it's it feels like friendly Mm -hmm. you know like i I like New York Comic Con. I've gone to New York Comic Con for like over a decade, but sometimes it gets very tiring. Like the rush crowd, everybody's just going to buy stuff. New York Comic Con exclusives, <laughs> rushing to get into a signing of your favorite actor, mm-hmm. rushing to get to panels. You get to do like two things a day. You know, it's it's got its appeal, but it gets tiring after a few years. Yeah, it's kind I'm of still. I'm still amazed of how many people enjoy it and meeting artists year after year. Um, it's a, still a beautiful thing for me. Yeah. I do feel there has been a shift because, and we say this almost every show, it wasn't cool <laughs> to be into this stuff years ago. Yeah. And now it is. And that little magic of this was, um, this was, this was our thing. This was our little nerdy thing, our little <laughs> geeky thing. Um, that went away, and I, I do miss that a little bit. I do miss that that special little thing for that. I, I think Anime NYC has a little bit of that ener- energy because anime is very specific. Yeah. Um, but I even feel that there's a difference between um, the first year and, and the second year. For sure. Agreed. For sure, definitely. Yeah. And I definitely um, agree with you on the uh, on the like with New York Comic Con. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, in a way, it's just two different creatures, you know? 
too different. And and I have to give props to them for the fact that there there was an issue a couple of years ago uh, with cosplayers not being respected. And, I, yeah. And, and um, New York Comic Con, they went into action right away to how how do we stop this and how do we curb that um, that negative energy? And it was amazing. The next year, the complaints went, you know, to whatever I, large number to almost non-existent. So and, I um, actually was. That was great. I actually was cosplaying during that year mm. when they had that issue and. Mm-hmm. We had to stop an entire photo shoot because kids were being photographed without permission. Okay. By professional photographers. It was a Disney photo shoot. We had to stop the photo shoot and stop this guy. And if asked, if stopped, I could not tell you what this man looked like. I just remember he was terrible. He was, he would just like, he said, oh, you guys are also press and you don't understand what taking pictures are like? Why are you stopping me? You should know how to do your job better. And I just like, I've since then, like, I haven't encountered anything like that again since that year at New York Comic Con. But that one experience, like, just always has me wondering, it's like, who's going to be the next one to like, pretend they're being respectful press, (laughs) you know? Right. And I'm really, really glad that attitude has kind of been, like, pushed out of favor, because that was terrible. And, like, that yeah. that particular incident, I was just like, these are kids. Like, you absolutely have to ask permission. If these kids are dressed up, they're doing it for fun. And you didn't ask their parents if they wanted to be photographed. Mm-hmm. And it was still... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually, you bring up a good thing, and anybody that's a parent, listen, not only yes... You have to, you have to make decisions, you know, um, mm-hmm. and it's a really important to get the contact information from whatever outlet um, that has your child's, you know, your images. Uh, I think, I think, you know, you have to kind of make decisions on that. Um, but also be well fed on a lighter note. You got to eat before you go to these, these conventions. You know, um, a lot of people aren't eating well, you know. And oh, um, yes. a lot of times when you go to these conventions, the food is not the healthiest or it's super, super expensive. So, you know, you really got to make sure you get a really powerful breakfast and pack a lunch. And if you're and if you're the type of person or the type or you've got kids who are picky eaters or like have a hard time, like picking out your foods when you want to eat them. Mm hmm. I get the same way when I go to conventions, just because like, you know, it's too much energy going around. It kind of like throws my whole everything off balance. Pack like mm-hmm. just neutral, like power foods, like ingredients that you would use for meals. Like if generally like on a regular day or regular work day, you, you're the type to eat salads and stuff, buy a bag of kale and put that in your bag and buy, and bring like a little packet or like container of like whatever salts or dressing you like to put on it, you have those separately mm-hmm. and you can eat those separately. You'll still be getting like the carbs in. Like little things like that. Cut up some fruit. Cut up a bunch mm-hmm. of different fruit, put in a container, eat that. Your body won't even notice you're eating fruit. <laughs> All right. Now, I know there's probably a few people out there say, well, wait a minute. What about all the cons in the winter? We're just dealing with the first part of the fall. Because there are more cons in the winter. So many that uh, I want to go to. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll probably, we'll, we'll, we'll cover that the next time. Um, what do you feel the different 
differences between Liberty City and Anime NYC because they both are very animation, cartoon, anime centric. Okay, I'm gonna be kind of harsh. Okay. Anime NYC is infinitely better than Liberty City in my in my eyes now. Um, okay. Anybody feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. My Instagram is Rocket Gills. My Twitter is Rocket Gills. DM me. Correct me. I appreciate any corrections, but Liberty City only has, I believe, 13 artists Mm -hmm. and 13 vendors. Hmm. I understand their their location is is what, in Marriott Times Square? Okay. Um, sorry, Wait, it's it's at Crown this, Plaza this time. I it is, it. and yeah. I think this is the last year it's going to be there, right? I think they're going to move it. Yeah, it's at Crown Plaza. I understand it's expensive to rent any space, but overcharging exhibitors and artists for their, to rent space in your convention when a lot of the times people go to conventions so that they can physically experience like all of these different people and creators in the in the space that usually they just be looking at online mm-hmm. not the best way to get your money because now you're down lists of guests that you could have had because people that exhibit and vendor there are also people that are interested in doing panels with you that are interested in going to events that are interested in you know finding guests and stuff like that. Mm. So that already lowers it. And then the guest list, while you do have some interesting, cool people on there, is a bit disappointing. Mm. Mostly because a lot of the content, like Liberty City advertises as, a, as an anime convention. Okay. And... While I 100% appreciate the guests, because they're all video game, Ruby guests, Rooster Teeth, and um, some artists, they're great guests because they're small creators, and I think they deserve the spotlight. You also, They also needed to work on getting, like, you know, just more guests. Hmm. I see that. Okay. All right, so let's switch gears a little bit to film festivals for all you film geeks and uh, series geeks. Um, the Urban World Film Festival. Um, we were on the red carpet and got an opportunity to check out the film Harriet. Had a little uh, sneak preview. Harriet won't be out until November 1st, I believe. And... Um, the amount of love that went into creating this film and it took a while to, to not only do it, but to get it out because a lot of people didn't believe in it at first. And I just figured just because Harriet Tubman is a historical character that that would be, um, not a historical person. Um, it would be a no brainer. I mean, she's a superhero. I mean, she's a living, breathing superhero, um, director, um, director, uh, let's see, do, 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 Casey Lemons, um, and we had a uh, producer Deborah Martin Chase, Daniela Taplin, 
Longberg, um, they all consistently spoke about how passionate they were of the project and this, this story needed to be told. Um, uh, Harriet Tubman was basically, you know, everyone, everyone learned about her. You know, she helped slaves to um, run away to freedom, but she was always a one-dimensional character. You know, it was just like, here's this warrior, slavery's bad, ah, I, you know, and I'm going to free people. And they created this, you know, um, three-dimensional character, someone that laughed and sang and fell in love and got heartbroken and but was also fearless. So I um, definitely would say it's it's worth checking out just for that, just to go beyond this one-dimensional character. Um, I did see the movie. Um, Janelle Monet was in it. Mm, my um, favorite girl. And the lead was played by Cynthia Arrivo. Um, she's a, I think she has a, Whew, how many awards does this woman have? She has a Grammy. <laughs> she has an <laughs> Emmy. No, no, she doesn't have an Emmy. I believe she she has a Tony. Um, but she just she's just amazing. Her energy is just amazing too, just as a person, just talking to her. Um, so I think I think it's cool. Um I honestly I know before I was saying that maybe I wouldn't see it I wouldn't probably see it in theaters, but after I saw the trailer again, I was like, I might see that in theaters faster yeah. than I expected. The, the costume design looks amazing. Also, I haven't seen the sneak peek, but okay. the costume design that I saw just from the trailer looks amazing. The production quality looks through the roof. The characters look flushed out. Like, you can tell a lot of love went into that. No, you could see the love went into it, and uh, I think the direction was great. Um, it's kind of weird though because the trailer <clears throat> gives you this kind of boom, boom, bam. You know, I'm here to bust balls. I'm here to break down doors, <laughs> <laughs> and that's um, that's kind of not what you get in the film. So I'm glad I didn't see too much of that. I actually, um, in a way, I'm glad up until this point, people in a way, haven't been talking about it too much because I really want them to do another cut of that trailer because I think the expectations will be too high for something else that you don't necessarily get, uh, if that makes sense. No, that makes sense, yeah. Trailers yeah. tend to give an inaccurate um, kind of expression of the piece itself, so. Yeah. So the cast was really good, um, but it's what they had to work with. I mean... I think that they did take on a lot with the film um, just because there's so much to cover. <laughs> I mean, you got slavery, which slavery wasn't necessarily, I mean, it's a part of it. It's, it's like that, it's a character in itself in the story, but it was more about how amazing it was for this person, this human being to do what she did. And um, Harriet Tubman was a conductor in the um, Underground Railroad. She didn't create the Underground Railroad. So that was another thing that, um, you know, the kind of impression you get as a kid, but you, you know, watching this film, you realize that, oh, you know, there were a lot of people doing this as well, um, but she just had her way and, and did it the best, if that makes sense. So, 
No, that that makes sense. Yeah, but it was so much to cover. I mean, she was instrumental in the Civil War. I mean, there was things that you just didn't think of or people didn't talk about because she was just this one little paragraph growing up. So, so that was pretty cool. Um, what else? That was. Uh... Oh, there's a movie called Wonder for mm-hmm. all you geeks and freaks, where this 11 <laughs> year old boy. Um, basically falls in love with, with with Wonder Woman and wants to be Wonder Woman oh. and through the process of that starts to question his sexuality. Oh, okay. I'm about this. This sounds good. <laughs> you caught my interest. You found my uh, genre. <laughs> so so that's pretty cool. Um, and, and these two films I'm mentioning, you know, again, because they're not superhero films. But in many ways, they they are. They are, you know, um, Harry Tubman is superior. And, you know, this topic of finding an image, finding a story, a icon that you are attracted to and wanting to be like that. Can I can I can I like Wonder Woman want to be here, even though I'm a I'm a, I'm a male? And, and why not? Or Or why should I? Or, you know. So I think those questions, that film I was not able to see, but talking to um, the cast and crew, I thought it was really important to to bring that up. And, um, you know, please Google that and, and check that out, because I, I think that's a very interesting topic. The director is Javier Molina. Mm-hmm. Um, so in case you can't find Wonder, too many things Wonder come up, look for him and, um, you know, check that out. Definitely check that out. Um, there's a another. Well, I'm seven, but there's a guy called Sev, mm-hmm. Sev Demi. He has a film called Black Title Here, and you know, talking about images and who you are, and um, you know, we've had conversations about being uh, blurred, um, just uh, POC people of color within multimedia. Um, and uh, he questions all that as um, people of color, specifically um, black people in Hollywood and how to how you have to constantly define yourself in different situations. So I think that would be super. These are some super. like strong pieces of film. <laughs> they are. And, and that's and exciting. That one, and that one was an indie. The last two I mentioned were indie films. Yeah. You know, um, and then one one more film that I would like to talk about is um, All Rise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, that's powerful, especially, you know, with docu- documentaries coming out like the 13th. And, um, um, you know, there's different ones talking about, um, you know, perception in media and how when something happens, you're either automatically considered guilty or automatically considered innocent based on the color of your skin. Yep. So um, that is uh, super important. Um, The director, um, Anthony Madler, which is known for a lot of music videos, some of the hottest music videos that you've seen in the last decade have been him. And this is his first major film. Um, Two of the producers, um, Tanya Lewis-Lee and Nikki Silva, was able to talk talk to them and I think it's really important, and especially in this age of superheroes, where 
what happens when you're in a situation when you have no power and you have no say and people decide <laughs> your future? I you mean, become a villain. Are, you know, uh, the society <laughs> becomes the villain. The, um, the, the, the legal system becomes the villain. Uh, lawyers become the villain. Oh, it sounds strangely familiar. Bum, bum, we might bum, be bum. living it. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I definitely would say check that out. Um, from what I've seen of the film, I don't think anyone could have done that but a director that did music videos before. Because the, the, the pacing, the haphazardness made sense because that's what the individual that is um, up for trial was feeling. And you get that from watching that. And I thought that was great. I thought that was great. So now, kitties, we got to go into what's coming up. And there are so many things coming out. Let's start out with The Joker. I was um, about to say the same film. <laughs> coming out mm-hmm. also on October 4th. That which timing is, al- is not a coincidence. <laughs> which is awesome because we're going to go to New York Comic Con. Then Geekcaster is going to have their networking mixer for content creators and then right after that we see joker <laughs> how about that right there it's a perfect night you yep. can't get any better than that all excuse me all on october 4th um what i've seen of this so far i'm super excited it was definitely a lot of question marks because <laughs> like wait joker okay you picked a great actor I think, you know, uh, Joaquin Phoenix is, uh, am I saying this right? Is that how you say it? I think so, yeah. Are you sure? um, He's um, one of the great, great actors of today. I mean, his betrayal in the movie Walk the Line um, was just, was just amazing. Um, I'm, 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 I'm super psyched. Joker is one of my favorite villains. Can you say that? Is that, is that, is that? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> to have what's, a favorite villain. What's wrong with having a favorite villain? <laughs> I just thought about it. Like, there's. Well, you think about good and evil, right? <laughs> like, should you <laughs> wait? That's a whole other show. I'm gonna. I'm gonna write a note on that. <laughs> Is that okay? <laughs> to have a favorite villain. It's fine. It's um, you fine. know what? Anyone listening to this, hit us up on uh, Geekcaster on Instagram. Who's your favorite or you villain? Can, yeah, or hit up Rocket Girls on Instagram or Michael Seven Michael on on um, Instagram. Let us know. Is it okay to have a favorite villain? Um, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, what did you think of the trailer and the clips that have been out? So I purposely did not watch the trailer or any clips. Oh. I want to go in completely blind, no expectations, no idea what I'm getting into, or no fake idea what I'm getting into. Okay. Yeah, that's what I do with movies that I care about. Like, I just won't watch any of, like, the promo. Because, you know, it can be misleading as to, like, the vibe they're trying to give when they actually produce the movie. Okay. So I I avoided everything. Okay. (laughs) Which I'm very proud of myself for. That one was not easy to avoid. Right. No, it it definitely isn't. Um, The next one is Birds of Prey. Um... And the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. That is the full title. Um, little extra. I did not like the clips that I that I've seen. Um, I also did not. 
<laughs> and if that is the feel of the film, I might have to wait <laughs> until it's on a streaming platform because yeah, I don't know. I, I need something to bring me back into the fold. I know that's kind of harsh. I need Poison um, Ivy. <laughs> it, is, is she not going to be in it? Probably. She'll probably be in it, but I'm just saying I need, I don't know, I need it to be done right. <laughs> okay. Because there is a high chance of them not not doing that right. Right, 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 right. Oh, man. So, okay, so anyone that's not familiar with Harley Quinn, at least the concept that we were told is Birds of Prey are going to have Harley Quinn, Catwoman, Poison Ivy, um, anybody else or just those three? Um, I think just those three. Um, they're supposed okay. to be joining up with Black Canary Huntress and somebody else mm. for like a weird team up. That's the concept for it. Okay. That is um. Hmm. The other person, Renee Montoya. It's it's it'll happen. It'll be a thing. Who knows? Maybe it, it'll it, be amazing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I know. hear the disbelief. <laughs> Again, what they put out was so like. Yeah, I I'm not know? feeling it either. I'm just trying yeah, to keep my expectations you, neutral. <laughs> why would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> why would you do that? Stop it. Okay, what's next? We have. Bloodshot, and that's supposed to go out through Sony, which is interesting. I and I wonder, you know, because of the whole um, Spider-Man thing, because um, Bloodshot is is Marvel, correct? Yeah. Well, you know, maybe they said, "Hey, you know what? You know, we'll give you this if you take that." I'm just really curious. You know why? Why? Why is um, Sony doing Bloodshot? Or, or maybe they just own that character. I'm not too sure. Um, the New Mutants. Oh, by the way. Oh, yes. Let me give the date. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> February 7th, Birds of Prey. February 21st, Bloodshot. April 3rd, The New Mutants. Um, I have no comment. I haven't seen anything of that. Um, Same. Same. Uh, May 1st, Black Widow. Uh, hmm. I Just a big question mark. I, I And I get it. The success of Avengers but this this is a film that should have been out two or three years ago yeah <laughs> I just feel at this point you just killed her off why are you doing this now you know I, I who knows I, I'm yeah. personally I'm kind of tired of it <laughs> okay all of the spinoffs all of the side movies mm-hmm like there's there's so many more characters to play with. You don't have to. If you didn't do what you needed to do with her at this point, uh, yeah. Um, but I believe this is Marvel's answer to DC's Wonder Woman. Ah, uh, which is interesting. But Wonder Woman Black was Widow, a main movie for DC, right? And people were clamoring for a main movie with Black Widow a while ago. Yeah, like five you know, years ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is funny because Black Widow comes out May 1st, Wonder Woman 
1984 comes out June 5th. So a little shy of a month, back to back. Coincidence? I think not. Um, July 24th is an untitled DC film. I'm curious what. See, I like that though. Untitled? <laughs> yeah. So what a is mystery? Is it another Batman? Is it another, you know? Oh, sidebar, you know that there's a TV series, Batwoman, right? No, what? Yep, there's a oh. series on, um, is it, the, is it the CW? I think it's the CW. So they, they're going to have Batwoman. No comment. I haven't seen anything oh. yet. I've just seen photos. Hit me up. Hit us up if you like that. If it's good, let us know. I'm not too sure if even if it's out yet. Um, Mortius, July 31st. No comment. October 2nd. For for 20, and again, these are all 2020. October 2nd, 2020. Um, there will be untitled Sony Marvel sequel. October 16th, Snake Eyes, Paramount. Now that's awesome. I'm a huge snake. I mean, he's one of the my favorite characters from the G.I. Joe universe. Uh, and this is the first time actually seeing this. <laughs> so I'm super, I'm smiling really large about that. Um, again, they could mess this up like they did G.I. Joe. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, oh wait a minute. Are they going to do a whole backstory thing? This could get really whack really quick. They wow, might. Just, they might do a whole. Uh, <laughs> they might do a whole know, backstory thing. How, how he lost his voice, maybe, and but I mean, when you know, I don't know. Anyway, um, I I just hope they learn from the mistake of some of the DC movies that we don't need the backstory to something that we grew up with. We know so much, or at least do glimpses. Like who? I don't know. Who did it right, in your opinion? Uh, no one. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> what, about, what about Aquaman? You didn't like how they did his backstory? Okay, no, you got me. Aquaman did a good job, actually. Um, it was teetering, uh, but it wasn't too much. Yeah. It was. It was. No, Aqu Aquaman did good. Aquaman did good. Mm. Um, you know what? I gotta mm. say, Captain America did well throughout its like different movies, pulling the backstory you know without doing like a full film for like every single character <laughs> it's interesting growing up i used to like captain america and i think the biggest thing i had this toy where he had like this chopper this kind of like thing and um i actually sold that i don't know maybe i don't know maybe i shouldn't have but um i don't know like i didn't i didn't have i didn't resonate with me as large as other people that were super excited. And I don't know if they were just super excited that finally they saw their character in a film. Um, the, I'm trying to remember which one was it. Was it the first one or the second one that was kind of like, eh, to me. I'm not, I, I really, not too sure. Um, but yes, I, I think they did a pretty, pretty good job with him. Oops, I lost my screen. What's uh -oh. happening here? Oh, okay, here we go. Um, November sixth, the Eternals. That one I film. That one I want to see. And I don't know anything that, about it. Yeah, and that's what I got for twenty twenty. Oh, while we're doing this, I'll go through some of the animated films for twenty twenty. Cool. Because Disney's got stuff. 
So we have Onward. Okay. I'm not going to go through the months because for animated films, that's easily subject to change. Gotcha. Um, we have a SpongeBob SquarePants movie coming. It's called It's a Wonderful Sponge. I, I, I don't think I'm going to see it, mostly because the creator of Spongebob did not want any more Spongebob, so why is Nick still pushing Spongebob for money? Oh, really? Yeah, he, he literally was just like, yeah, I, I don't want any more Spongebob, and then they just went ahead and made more Spongebob. Wow. Yeah, um, we got the cruise. And he, and, and he passed away for people yeah. that, um, you he know, so yeah. gotta respect... What he wanted. Well, at least I mean, they that's should. the industry. Right, right, right. Um, the Croods Two is gonna come out. That's a DreamWorks film. Trolls World Tour. I've never watched a Trolls movie. Mm. Um, The Minions Two is coming out, which I probably will not see. Um, Disney's Raya and the Last Dragon, which I probably will see the day it comes out. Mm-hmm. All of the Wild is coming out. Disney and um, Pixar has a movie called Soul, which I don't know anything about. I just know what the like title splash looks like. Then how do they spell it? S O U L. Okay. Yeah. And then um, Wish Dragon is coming out. Okay. And the well-awaited Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Oh. Wow. You ready for that, Michael? I listen. If they get the, <laughs> if they get it right, right. <laughs> and then, but you um, know what? yeah, I could, I could wait for that to show up on um, somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and interesting fact: um, Wish Dragon, the one I mentioned before, is a Sony animated film. Oh, yeah. So I'm actually looking forward to that. I tend to like Sony animated films. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe the Owls of Gakul, that older anime movie was from them and that one is still one of my favorites mm. and then for anime stuff um there's gonna be a new digimon adventure movie which i can't wait for um there's gonna be a new gundam movie next year and my hero academia the second movie is gonna come out which i know is gonna <laughs> have some huge premiere stuff going on so that's gonna be great um see anything else no wow that's, that's a lot there's a lot yeah there's a lot coming out right wow and that's there's crazy. a lot of like announced no date like anime stuff coming out but that can wait for like series my hero academia's next season is coming up soon just after comic-con actually which i also believe is not a coincidence i think they're doing um nycc exclusive stuff hmm yeah it's it's gotten really big. Have you? That's yeah, crazy. Have you watched any of that show? Which one? My Hero Academia. The I did see a couple of clips that you suggested, and I now I need clips? to go back and actually. I don't even see. remember suggesting clips to you. Yeah, it was a while. Ago. See, I remember. <laughs> Jeez. I remember. I wow. Say say say. No, this is great. There's so many things in production. Yeah. Um, where I'm just like, so for instance, I just got a sci-fi has a new series, Resident Al uh, Resident Alien. Oh, okay. And uh, 
I just got something for the press room for that. Cool. So that, uh, that's going to be it. Listen, there's going to be so many surprises and releases at uh, New York Comic Con that yeah. I think it's going to be overwhelming. Yeah, <laughs> agreed. And at this point, this is uh, not only their moneymaker, but this is also why you can't help but go because you know you're going to get the scoop of what's coming out. I mean, sometimes Hollywood just waits for New York Comic Con to to say stuff, whether it's San Diego or New York. Yeah. And on our next show, I definitely will go into 2021 and 2022 because there's, there's uh, stuff going going on there. But I believe a lot of filming is going to be next year. 2020 yeah. is going yeah. to be everyone's filming something. <laughs> <laughs> Including myself. So I'm excited and I agree with you. Sony does a really good job. Sony is consistent. Sony Sony is consistent. Yeah, they um, are. Whoever their gatekeepers are, they make sure oh, oh, do it again. Uh uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um Spider Spider Verse was one of the best Spider Verse was absolutely so, amazing. Yeah, great storytelling. Any um, um any visual direction or production fans pick up the the art of the Spider Verse book because that is how concept for a film should be. Oh wow, it's okay. gorgeous. And this is all the concept art. Yeah. I took a flip through last time I was at the bookstore. It was, it's a good, it's, it's one of the best art of books that I've seen in years for a film. Are they going to do a part two to that? I feel it was so successful. I feel like they will just because it was successful, not even if they planned on it. Wow. But what do you do with that? And then is it going to be... I don't know. Like, there's no reason for everyone to come back again. I don't know. I don't know. Should we write a petition sometimes when something is great to say, just leave it there? No, I agree with you. (laughs) Like, I feel like it's perfect as a standalone. And the thing is, with sequels, if they do a sequel, it has to be equally or better. And that's difficult to pull off with a story that's already been, like, basically completed. Right. It would be different if it's not a complete story and you planned on it being like a two or three part, but when you don't and you're trying to continue that, that's really difficult to pull off. And you know what? That is a very good segue to a topic of uh, prequels because I think that people at this point, oh, okay, we can't go any further. Let's go back. Um, going back sometimes it's like why are you doing this like Han Solo great concept going back uh, but was it necessary and some characters are just great where we meet them and at least that's my opinion what do you think about that um I don't know is the thing yeah. like okay I feel like, I don't know, all this stuff is so situational dependent on, like, where things are trying to be led. Am I making sense? 
No, no, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I guess it really depends on, at the end of the day, the story that you want to tell. Yeah. Like, that's like what Boba I mean, Fett. Like... Boba Fett is one of the best unsung characters. I mean, Boba Fett was supposed to have a bigger stake in Star Wars, even than Darth, Darth Vader. Yeah. As far as um, George Lucas's original vision, Darth Vader wasn't really supposed to have a big role. He eventually changed stuff and made it into a bigger thing. Um, but um, now they have, uh, what, The Mandalorian? Mm-hmm. On Disney? Yeah. Disney streaming. Now, is that supposed to be just the bounty hunters in general, or is that supposed to bring us to Boba Fett? I thought it was just for the bounty hunters. But... In general, okay. Yeah. Uh, well... Speaking of uh, speaking mm-hmm. of Disney, how do you feel about the streaming service now? I have not. I don't have it, and it's just another thing to pay for. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> so that's that kind of, you know. But Disney has so much content, so and they're they're you know uh, a lot of um, a lot of these creators are like, hey, we have studios, we have partnership with studios. Let's just create stuff for it. I really want to see Mandalorian. (laughs) It's like, you know, like Apple, actually, for all you tech geeks, Apple is also creating a streaming service. Oh, no more. There's so many. What they're doing is if you buy one of the new phones or tablet, you get it for free for a year. Mm. So if you're going to buy a phone anyway... (laughs) <laughs> time to buy a phone once a year apple users you know it's like i say i don't i don't know if they're going to keep doing that i believe it's like 7.99 a month or something but at least for that first year i say go for it why not you're gonna get that and uh you know i think that's their biggest thing get a whole bunch of people on it and then get them hooked you know give out those free drugs and get them hooked. <laughs> So I think that uh, might work, you know. Now imagine, like, if they had, like, I don't know. I don't know. What's your favorite superhero property? My favorite superhero property, Teen Titans. Boom. If they had Teen Titans on there, you know, that might no, inspire you. This isn't so. the Teen Titans series out. I still haven't watched it because I don't want to pay for a streaming service. <laughs> and, and that's under who? Uh, DC. DC, which is under Warner Brothers, correct? Yeah. Right. Um, so, oh, speaking of um, prequels, The Dark Crystal. Oh, yeah. Age, Age of Resistance. As a huge Dark Crystal fan, in, uh, I liked it. In I short, I liked it. I didn't watch it yet. I like it. I didn't watch it yet, but that's because I want to rewatch the old, the like, Dark Crystal. And I bought a graphic novel that I need to read through for the Dark Crystal before I watch it. Okay. So I'm like, I'm preparing my crystal binge. Yeah, it was it was good. I'm pretty excited to watch it. I've heard nothing but good things about about it. It's it's really good. Uh, better flow. I mean, being humble about it and looking back at it, script wise and pacing. It does get a little deadpan. Mm. Um, the original has its moments, 
but still for the time and what was done um, and just basically a simple story one of the greatest you know puppeteering you know um, ventures that uh, not only Jim Henson but anyone has ever done and I think this uh, age of resistance raises the bar on puppetry raises the bar on how you can use puppets and effects seamlessly without effects getting in the way. And, uh, and I mean, there, there were those moments where, oh, okay, this is not real. Blah, blah. But for the most part, it was, it was great. And uh, I think it's not only, they're definitely going to get re-upped for something else. I mean, I don't know how much it costs. Was it cost-effective? Because I'm sure that was like $100 million to do that. Yeah. I, in fact, I want to find out, I'll find out, um, you know, how much that cost to, to shoot that. Uh, that would be interesting. Um, but again, as a puppeteer, I, I'm inspired and I thought it was great. And if you like the original, you should like this. So I, I would definitely recommend to check it out. That's great to hear. <laughs> yeah. Now, puppets aren't your thing. <laughs> nah, don't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> And they're not, the, and they're not, you know, for people that aren't into puppets but kind of would see something, you know, it's not this, it's it's not a Kermit, it's not this soft and cozy, you know, it's it's like a creature, you know, it's yeah. more not human like, but you know, more like a a living kind of a thing rather than felt. So, yeah, would you say that the original Dark Crystal was good for children? Uh, I was a child when I watched it, so yes. <laughs> okay. But I, I like a lot, I liked a lot of things that were considered weird to like when I was a kid, so. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I'm actually trying to see if I could find the answer to that, that question, how much it cost. Because that would be, I wonder if that would be out there somewhere. Um, so before we go, is there any other um, things going on now that you want to check out? Hmm. Right now. Video game wise, Borderlands 3 has come out. And oh, okay. That is one thing that I want to check out. But. Apparently, it has more unlockable content in terms of weaponry than okay. both the other games combined. And visually, it's so stunning that it can barely run on computers or the PS4 Pro. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so that one, I, I can't wait to check out. It came out about a week ago, so not doing bad with that. I don't know if you've ever seen the game. It's like a post-apocalyptic type of like, like grungy sort of feel to it. No, I haven't. Well, I gotta check that. I out. will send you some content later. <laughs> and uh, Pokemon's gonna come out in November. A new one? Yeah, a new one, and it looks. It actually wow. does look great. <laughs> Wow. And you've heard me critique games before. Yeah, po yeah. Pokemon yeah. Sword and Shield looks like it's going to be good. 
Yeah, and you're not you're not really quick to say something looks great. It, like just from first of all, I like between the trailers that Nintendo released, you got to see like the graphics difference, mm-hmm. like between like in terms of like production and render out, and it looks really good. It's only been like probably a month and a half between videos they've put out. Um, it looks fleshed out in a way the Pokemon worlds have not been for a few years. Now, what, you think they just got lazy with it, or...? I don't know what happened to them, but in my opinion, like, a lot of the games were missing stuff that the older games had. Like, all the customi- all the customization for your trainer, like, being able to, like, pick from a lot of different outfits rather than just a few options. Um, all of, like, the exploration stuff with your Pokemon that they had, like, in Ruby and Sapphire and stuff like that, all the camping and, like... All the different ways to play the game rather than just like, okay, fight these trainers, train your Pokemon, go hunt for shinies, go, uh, <laughs> go train your stats. So it seems like it has a lot of stuff back from like Black and White and Platinum and all of the slightly older games that was missing from like the last two generations. Seems like, by the way. We it won't know until like. it comes out, but... Oh man! Oh, you know what? Next show we got to talk about it. Oh right, we have, right, we have right. Time for that? Did you see it? I did not see it. <laughs> I okay. did um look at some stuff on it though. We can talk about okay. that next time. Yeah, yeah so that I can uh, watch it. <laughs> yeah, it was very interesting. That's all yeah. I have to say. I have. I already have opinions about it, and I haven't seen it, so I'll wait till oh, I see wow. it. Yeah. How, and now, do you know anyone that has seen it? Yeah, I do. Okay. Um, what, what did they say? He said giving? it was okay. Okay. He liked the first one better. Okay. I, I have a feeling where, where, uh, yeah. Where we'll, that opinion we'll came from? Okay. Yeah. We'll save it for next time. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. Sometimes people create films and do stuff, and it's great, and then they just add a little extra or they do a little something and you're just like why you had me you had me. you didn't have to do that you just ruined yourself yeah like Sorry. you want to give it five stars and you're like mm, four and a half because you just took too long to end or four and a half because you know the movie was two hours and 40 minutes long right it, it was a little it, it did take some time <laughs> it did take some time to do that film Oh man. Yeah, I'm I'm still trying to find this budget thing and I'm super curious and hopefully guys we will bring you that information next time because uh something like this is it's epic. You you it is important. And also the original Dawn's Crystal, they spent so much money on it. Um and not knowing if it was gonna do well and taking the risk of doing, and you know, it's interesting. It wasn't a kids' movie, but yet a lot you know, of people kids believed saw in it. him because of all the stuff he did with kids. And it was, you know, it had puppets. And uh, this is where it kind of won and broke ground because he was quoted as saying that part of a child's development is also to be afraid. Like, it's okay there's monsters in it, and it's okay if some kids cry and get become afraid. 
Yeah. That's a part of growing up. Unfortunately, but yeah, <laughs> in in the times we're living in, yeah, that is a part of it. That is that is. You can a part see it of in it. like some advertisements and some. You know, there's a lot of places you see it. Yeah. So, oh, please tell everyone about which conventions you're going to have tables at. Oh, well, the only one I'm scheduled for this season is Anime NYC, which I was lucky enough to get into. Mm-hmm. Um, Liberty City, I didn't want to pay for. <laughs> New York Comic Con, I am not quite ready to do that venture yet. <laughs> Maybe in a few years. Okay. Yeah. Just Anime NYC. Um, you know, it's not as expensive as you'd expect it to be. I believe a regular table is 500 Oh, okay. Liberty City charged more than that. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, that's where my beef comes from with them. Interesting. Yeah, but um, New York Comic Con is not as expensive as you expect it to be for that event run by Reed Pop. Um, it okay. is still expensive. I'll give it that. It is still expensive, and you really have to be confident that you're going to, you know, sell commissions, sell stuff over the course of the four days. Mm. Yeah. And I, I'm pretty sure they have, like, pretty strict rules on tables and, who and like, if you can leave or not and stuff like that. So. Oh, so you have to, you have to just stay there? Like, the or somebody time. has to be there, yeah. Pretty sure. Like well, you can, you sense. can close. You don't want to steal your stuff. Right? Well, yeah, but um, that's that's like a whole different thing. Um, if people have had stuff stolen, okay. people have had like their money, like all of their money stolen. <laughs> mm. So, but um, like I'm, pre- I know you can leave early. Like I've seen people shut down and leave, or like you can go to events and stuff. But I, I'm sure they have like certain rules over it. Mm. Maybe one day. Yeah, maybe one day. Cool. Alrighty. Well, thank you so much for listening. Um, you listen to Geekcaster. I am Michael Michael, aka Seven. And I'm Rocket Kills, and this is us signing off. And this is signing off. And we hope you guys enjoy. Please leave us messages, anything that you want us to cover talk about talk about again any information that you think was off that you have an opinion and and we'll we'll give you a shout out and um also maybe put your social media so people can hit you guys up as well and let's keep the conversation going all the things that we're geeky for <laughs>